They were just looking over and just seeing me just going. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Disturbed. And I'm Unwelcome. <laughs> this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the uncertain Ulniger. Ulniger. I'm not the band Disturbed. I'm, I'm just. Are you down with the sickness? I'm put out. I've been told I'm quite welcome. <laughs> I, I don't know why I said the other way. Uh, right, gentlemen, how are we all? How is everyone? Breck, you've not had anything exciting happen this weekend. So, Al, what have you been up to? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, so I've made a load of progress on the car. Um, well, uh -huh. uh, let, car, let's face it, it's now cars. Um, <laughs> what, what started out as a parts car has now gained equal place in my heart just because it's another just weird vehicle um and it's got just as much personality as the first one uh, it's not as interesting and unique it's not an import it's not um it's not got a, a much of a rich history and it's in way worse condition so yeah. I, I can't fall in love with it as much but to for it to just be a sacrificial donor now yeah. um i think he's not doing it justice so what i'm planning is to get them both up and running and then once i strip the parts car i can sell that and hopefully pay for both the cars ah, mm, fuck. Yeah. See, when, when you said you're going to get them both running i thought you were going to say have one as a camper and have one as like an off-road thing well i mean i've got the spare wheel so roads I, can, I yeah. can i can just have a set of off-roads for the camper mm-hmm so the camper can just be off-road when it needs to be. Yeah. No, I, I was thinking like, like, oh, like proper a proper. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I don't think I can afford that lifestyle, Steve. <laughs> um, it's expensive. You have to buy a lot of uh, clothing and accessories and things like that so you can take photos <laughs> properly. Is that right? <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, so, so I mean, the, something needs to pay for these cars. So then mm -hmm. hopefully getting that, because the one I got for a parts car was so cheap basically because mm. it had no MOT um, and it had like a crack windscreen. So that is just, yeah. you know, double the price of the cars. Yeah, straight away. But now I've got it all working and all the things that were listed in both the cars that were like reasons why they were cheap, I've yeah. now fixed. So all the wiring hey. issues are fixed. Um, the doors that wouldn't open are fixed. The electric windows are fixed. All the brake lights and um, indicators and stuff that weren't working and the, the the brake light switches and stuff, all that stuff is, is back now. It's basically down to welding up an exhaust and a bit of welding on the body, but nothing structural. It's just like a bit of rust in the in the engine bay and stuff. So it's it's nothing that just can't be patched, which is great. So I'll fix that up. And then I found a Vitara graveyard uh, down south. So what I'm going to do as soon as lockdown uh, eases, which is in a couple of weeks, I'm going to jump in the car, drive down, and basically take some tools and just strip out everything I need to bring both these cars back to life. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I'll get both of them up and running, get both of them through an MOT, and then I can start converting it into the camper. Nice. Um, oh, that's so good. Just as a, because obviously you're working on cars a lot at the moment, I have a recommendation. If you can afford oh. an extra £4 a month, uh, Motor Trend is a, it's like a, 
American motor show production company thing. Um, and so there's a load of, uh, they were all on YouTube, like um, like monthly or weekly uh, car shows. They transferred over to Motor Trend and it's now like a pay-per-view or uh, sorry, a subscription service, mm -hmm. but you can do it through Amazon Prime. Um, and that's what uh, Roadkill is on now and i i think i've talked about roadkill on here before but basically those guys just go and pick up like random old shitty cars mm -hmm. from junkyards fix them up in the junkyard do like the bare minimum yeah. to get them roadworthy and then uh like drive them home so if you fancy something to watch to give you a bit of inspiration of like how amazingly badly you can bodge something and it still work <laughs> then i definitely recommend it's worth the four pound a month just to binge roadkill let alone the fact that they've got like dirt every day and a load of other really cool shows on it as well um i mean i mean and... the, the the camper will not be a bodge because because i think oh, no, no, no. It, it's in such a nice condition i i want it to kind of be nice i don't yeah. want it to be like waxed like and yeah, shiny yeah, yeah. with fucking like um checkerboard trim i don't you know this isn't tomb raider um <laughs> but i don't want it to be a shit box whereas the other yeah. one it's like patchwork already it's got more different yeah. colored doors different colored wing mirrors as long as i can get that structural yeah it's fine do you know what i mean yeah. i don't i don't care so that that, that can be the, the more rough and ready one yeah um but yeah it's, it's just been like finding parts is not impossible it's just with a car that age you're not getting yeah. new parts you're not getting original parts it's just a bit hit and miss so you can yeah. order something a lot of it's from like spain and germany and it will mm -hmm. arrive it's like oh fucking hell, that's the wrong one but it was three yeah. quid so it doesn't really yeah, matter. Exactly. <laughs> i've not yeah. lost anything i'm not playing like dealership parts for anything so I, i've not bought anything for it yet that's over 20 quid um nice. which is great and that's that's everything like filters sensors um spare parts i bought a wing mirror <laughs> like an electric <laughs> wing mirror with yeah like 15 <laughs> see I, I love that because land rovers have gone the completely the opposite way like because they're such a popular thing everyone just spikes their prices up now so like yeah. getting a even a fucking like windscreen wiper arm like there's a load of places that are selling them for like 60 quid for the fucking arm it's but really... if you go to beer mac they're like one pound 20 so it's just about knowing where to look but i saw the guys on uh, car throttle he, he mm. got a, he got a volvo as a day he, he bought a volvo for a quid for a daily Brilliant. driver and uh, he needed to get through an mot he took it to a volvo garage and he was like yeah to get through his mot it's gonna cost you six grand Fuck <laughs> <it out. laughs> because it was stuff like that it was like yeah he headlight assembly 800 quid yeah it's like but you know yeah <laughs> just for a headlight lens it's fucking mad well if it makes you feel any better i've just got the the volvo back and i've had to take out a loan from bank of dad to get it through the mot but it's and, probably worth doing economically yeah, well, to keep it going this is the thing is it ended up it was the final cost was just over 1200 quid yeah um which is the price of a new car yeah or the, the price of the same car sort of thing yeah. and mm -hmm. it's like well if I spend 1200 quid on this, I know everything that's wrong with it. And I know everything that's been fixed mm -hmm, exactly. or that needs fixing. Whereas if I get a new one, chances are I'm going to have to pay that money out in six months time anyway. So it's like that. It was the whole like better the devil, you know, thing. But well, that's the thing. So I'm, I'm not, at, even as it stands, I'm still not at a loss. I could scrap yeah. these for 300 quid, 400 quid each. Yeah. No problem. And there's like spare wheels and shit. So like, yeah. I'm still not out of pocket, even though they've now both got full service. Mm. new new oil new filters everything you know so like yeah new bulbs <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but, you know all the little things add up yeah yeah no, that's awesome man yeah so got so got 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 that done and then 
this morning I got out the, the kind of first episode of the, the kind of doing a vlog. I don't want to call it a vlog because that sounds wank, uh, like yeah. a diary. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's because I've never done a vlog before, so I, yeah. I, I didn't know if it was called a vlog. Um, but I think, did... I think it is a vlog. Is it a vlog? Okay. I think so. um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a journal. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so the, the... A vlernal? A vl... Oh, there you go. I didn't want this to be a multi-part series of build videos because yeah. I just didn't want it to drag it out. And it kind of makes me cringe a bit when people do that because it's just like, and this week we're doing this. It's like... You know, it, yeah, you, yeah. it's a real video or it's not. And also because the, the goalposts keep changing every couple of days, I can't really structure it like that. Yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm doing this kind of journal. It's just on Patreon for now. I mean, it's not, it's free. Um, you don't have to be a yeah. Patreon to, to do it, but I've just, I've limited it for there just because it felt like the right place to put it on. And then when it is finished, I can then make a project video out of all that. Mm -hmm. So I, I can I can make... Firewalk with me, the movie, out of Twin Peaks. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I, yes. It's like you can you can watch it independently. You don't you don't have yeah. to have followed everything. Serenity, you know, you don't have to have followed. Mm -hmm. it. You can mm -hmm. watch it standalone, and that way I can have a bit more fun with it. Whereas this is a bit more just kind of candid and really into detail. So if you want to see what's going on, you take pleasure in watching someone clean something. You know, <laughs> this is kind of shit for you. So um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's a nice format as well, just to do something a bit different. Um, yeah. Just a bit of like voiceover and a bit of kind of storytelling. I can't believe that that went out at like 7 a.m. and I've not had a notification. Because uh, it. it's only on Patreon. It's not on YouTube. Yeah, mm. but I, because I'm subscribed on Patreon, so I should get oh, a notification when you put it. So account. the Patreon app and that is so wank. It's fucking shit. Like, I really I've got hate Patreon. it on the phone. Like, I've got Patreons who like don't even know when I post stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully I will get a chance to watch it once we've. Um, wrapped up here because i didn't know you put it's, it out it's only like nine minutes i think nine minutes 55 seconds i have it open already beautiful um, yeah is that it is that your week then um yeah <laughs> really it almost sounds disappointed it's like oh you haven't been busy enough this oh, sorry <laughs> no, no 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 i, I also have a job <laughs> yeah i was excited to get on to breakfast tell you about that but you'll fall asleep yeah it's just <laughs> brett what about you what have you had happen this week it's been a good week it's been yeah. a busy week, good week. I know I already messaged you guys earlier in the week, but for our listening audience, I finally got the green light paperwork for the cabin permitting, which was a huge, huge, huge deal. And it reminded me that, there you go. It reminded me that it's been almost a year to the day when I got the place and in an absolutely non-stinky way of saying it, you know, when I was first chatting with the the owner who sold it to me, he definitely gave me the the sense that things were moving ready and that it wouldn't take too much to, to actually do the conversion or at least be able to get sat up there to start working. Yeah. It obviously wasn't the case and it's it's been kind of a bother that it's taken this long just to slug through paperwork and making sure I'm calling the right people or having, you know, the very consistent chats with you guys where it's like, well, I submitted a thing and they told me I needed two more things. <laughs> I actually, even though I got the email, I wanted to clarify. So I called back and sat on hold just to get, there's this one lady that works there. It's like three of the other <laughs> ladies are very nice and they're very chatty and they answer all of my questions with this 
one girl that every now and then I talk to that just seems like I'm inconveniencing her every single time. And so, sorry, to sorry, to break your, sorry to break your floor, Brett, but have you seen the 12 tasks of Asterix or read the 12 tasks of Asterix? Oh, fuck yes. Uh, oh, if I have, it's been a there's, long while. There's one where basically one of the tasks is going to this bureaucratic office and he has to fill in forms. Yeah. And every mm-hmm. time you talk about it, it just reminds me of this. And he, he, he has to fill <laughs> one form to then go and collect another form. And then every, every time he comes back down with it, like the woman on the counter is just so annoyed at him. Like exactly like you said, like he's yeah. like he's putting her out. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, the way this went, very long story short, but the way it went is I go, hey, I'm just calling to confirm that I can start working on the property, and I was told to wait uh, until I think this piece of paperwork before I called the power company so I can start discussing how to get power. And she goes, yeah. So you set up your uh, on-site assessment and your walkthrough and everything like that for the conversion. And so we can set that up. It's Tuesdays and Fridays and stuff. And I go, oh, 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 hold on. I have to finish the thing before I get the assessment. And she goes, yeah. So it's Tuesdays and Fridays. And I go, right. I'm calling you to make sure that I can call the power company because I need power. And then I need to do the building and have it ready for the assessment. And she goes, <laughs> yeah, so you need to do the work first and you can call the power company now i was like okay well that was the very simple question i asked you and now you sound like i've bothered you so thanks talk to you later <laughs> it's fine my my main contact has been out of the office but is back shortly so i'll be talking to arlene from now on hopefully <laughs> that was a big set of news uh, earlier in the week and i was very happy about it i've been working on that forge blower and i know i've posted a few things about it. steve you have a question yes yeah. you quick quick question um when you when you speak to arlene do you sing arlene arlene <laughs> <laughs> in the in the style of uh dolly parton when you whenever you speak to her well, i'm not sure i follow on that so anyway i was working on the blower <laughs> such a dick <laughs> i was working on the blower which is, is just been delightful. Oh, that it's came up so nice. I know we've all done, you know, like bits and bob restorations and, and fixed old things. As much as I love what Al is working on, electronics still don't speak to me very well. And just being able to get into the gearbox of that thing and take it apart, it's, you know, a handful of pieces. They all work in such a way. And even though it took a few hours of just digging rust out and using a screwdriver to pry old grease out, that little video that I posted of just turning the gear a little bit was so, (laughs) so satisfying. And funny enough, I didn't realize it because I, I honestly don't pay attention so much to like how many likes or views and things things get on uh instagram but that video has like eight or nine thousand views on it like wow a lot of people just like the spinny gear i did a little bit more of the finishing on it i i love the blackening like the iron blackener that i use and then you know touching up the letters with the just the rattle can stuff so hopefully i can get those pieces back together and just have the main section of the blower al in a very similar capacity with the car i know it's nowhere near as complicated but I've genuinely thought, well, if I get the blower just back together and I need to forge out a new handle for it, do I just leave it at that and be like, well, it's restored? Or do I need to take it as far to actually, you know, fabricate the mount systems and stuff and put it on the forge and show it running? Because in my mind, that's what needs to happen. But the video has now already filled up a card and I haven't (laughs) even put the thing back together. And I'm still shooting light, you know, and tight, but it's just a a long video. I'm not really 100% sure why, but... (laughs) I would say let let it decide. Like yeah, as you're doing it, if it if it's if it's speaking to you and saying, oh, I'd rather it be a little bit more because this is what happened with the the second car. 
you know, I bought that with the intention of like purely stripping it out, like no remorse. But as I was working on it and it kind of spoke to me and the things I was doing, you know, it was, it became a relationship. So it, 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 it itself decided. Okay. So I do the same with the, with the blower. Yeah. I, I was going to say like, it, it depends if you, if you're intending on doing it all like super nice and clean and perfect mounted up and, and everything else, then I mean, yeah, sure. Film it. If, if you literally just want to get it working and then bodge it on and get it usable, then yeah, just get it to the point where it's, it, you, you know, don't worry about all the, the pretty mounts on that. Okay. Do what Al said. Is it part of me was like, I wonder if I can find a mini inflatable tube man, like the flailing. Make one. I was going to say, like, make a monster to make you one. Yeah. There you go. I just I was like, well, maybe I can just get it all back together and working and put a handle on it and then just do the same thing as the vice, uh, put it on the little spinny rotating platform and just hand crank it and have a little flailing <laughs> thing and be like, well, I got it working again. To be fair, that's probably the best way to finish that video ever. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. I'm, I'm writing that note down right now. Steve <laughs> agrees. The other little cool detail that came out of it is I, I may have even asked you about it or talked about it on the last podcast, but I was just trying to sort out what series number was sat there in the middle of all of the text because it's mm. either been rubbed off or honestly, it looks like it kind of got ground off at one point. Um, just because yeah. there's some weird marks on it. And so between posting on Instagram and asking around, I had an amazing response uh, when I posted some stuff on Patreon. I, I have my little Patreon Instagram and uh, folks were sending me back full on antique magazines and things like that of images. But we couldn't sort it out because the placement of the logo on the casing and all the stuff, it just it didn't quite line up. So, of course, I reached out to Eric from Hand Tool Rescue. <laughs> like, please, for the love of God, help me. He did his due diligence. Turns out that blower, we're 99% sure that it was actually part of a full kit where you would buy the forge pan, the hood, oh, yeah, the yeah. blower, all of it comes as one. And in good old American efficiency, they just reused the same casing for the 200 series. Right. But that wasn't the blower that you would get if you just wanted to buy a 200 series blower. Turns out the forge pan had a number on it. And that number was, drum roll please, 666. Nice. <laughs> so... I sorted out how to um, redo the lettering using uh, Eric's suggestion was JB weld, you know, the steel reinforced epoxy. And I took some mild steel wire and made some sixes and then JB welded that. And now I'll sculpt over those existing steel letters. So I have the proper form on the inside. Nice. So the blower is going to be the only one in existence that has 666 on the side so that I can reference the original pan that it went to. And I'm nice. fucking well chuffed with that. <laughs> I like that. Um, but it is going to be funny if people respond to it, considering how well the Vice video performed and all the new people that are like, I don't like your music in the background. <laughs> okay, thank you. Welcome to my channel. If I get a bunch of people, oh, this is 200 series, you fucking ruined it. That'll be a fun little chat that I'll have. I'll probably then, just bug honor for <laughs> responses. Yeah, exactly. Um, that then gives it me more ammunition that you should see it through into using it. Because okay. if you're the, if you're then using it, then it's like, well, fuck you. I can do what I want with it. You know, I'm uh, I, I'm bringing it back to life because it's a it's a part of my my workflow and my process, and it's useful to me. If it was just an ornament, and then people are like, yeah, hey, you've, you've ruined history. 
It's like <laughs> also, also fuck you, but like less, less, less ammunition, I guess. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. I, I think it'll just end up being a longer format video. Just yeah. you know, feels I mean, weird I mean, going. Really, oh, maybe it'll be twenty minutes long. Wow, that seems like a long video. But then again, Rasmus just posted a forty-five minute long video the other day. So, <laughs> cheers to him. And I watched the whole damn thing. I mean. I think there's a difference with, between multi-part videos, though, and then revisiting a project. Because when you did things like the Anvil Stand and, and things like that, um, where it was like a separate video that was related, that then made sense to me. It wasn't that you were just milking a build out for several parts. It was that you were coming back and going, remember this thing we made? Now I'm making this to go with it. And I think you've done that with a couple of things as well. I don't know if the the um, the shave horse was also kind of like a separate. Oh, that's right. I did the it was related. Yeah. yeah, it was like yeah, like a follow up. I think that's nice, and that okay. that then also kind of separates out the people who want to watch the story, and are, and are invested than mm -hmm. maybe those who just stumbled across it because it says restoration in the title. Um, yeah. Then 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 it has meaning, and and you're not you're not trying to cram too much into one thing, and you're dedicated you you you're giving the space it needs to tell that story. Right. So I think oh, I think that, that makes tons of sense. Yeah. I mean, and also, I, you don't have to do it if you don't want to then. <laughs> like, fair enough. Fair if enough. it turns out too difficult or take too long, then, you, then you're not stuck. Yeah. I feel like we've had uh, chats about this in the past too. It's, it's not like any video I've ever posted has been geared towards performing well and bringing no. all the new audience in. I, I love our audience, you know, the people that we interact with that, Always come back, appreciate the stories and the silliness that we inject into our videos. You know, the guy that said, I, w I don't like your music, or I've had a couple of those guys say, I don't like the background music, or it's too loud, or whatever. That's so normal and so typical to receive something like that when it's a person that doesn't actually either subscribe to you or follow you on a regular basis. It's not surprising that you may get some of that if, if a video does perform well. Yeah, but I don't really care about their opinion. You know, they throw it out there and, and offer it willingly. But it's like, yeah, but the I don't know how many the number would be, but the people that give a shit about the story and have been here for my videos for a long time, I never get any of that from them. And they're the people that I whose opinion I care about, you know? Well, I mean, that that's that's the, that's the whole point of why I'm approaching this build in the way I am. <clears throat> like mm -hmm. you type you type in micro camper or van conversion into youtube and there's literally hundreds of thousands of videos all of them with hundreds of thousands of views and they're all doing exactly the same fucking thing so i've no interest in in getting views or getting that audience or having people then also watch my take on doing exactly the same thing uh, right yeah so i'd much rather engage with the people who are interested in what i'm doing want to hear my story want to want to see the process listen to this yeah. podcast and enter a part of that community i'd rather have a thousand views than a hundred thousand views and those people actually understand what they're watching mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. get it that's very much much dictated how i'm approaching this project that's good I, I assume we'll talk more about that just as the bigger projects go along especially with the cabin stuff that i got to start working on i think we're gonna end up having some longer format chats <laughs> about this whole youtube community and, and viewership stuff especially if things go as well as there's potential to go. I'm very excited for it, but I also know that I'm opening up a new set of floodgates. <laughs> Other than that, uh, just to wrap up my end, I did the class yesterday, hence my voice is even more sultry than usual. It was a very long day, and considering I hadn't done any kind of class 
dynamic in a very long time where you've just, it was small enough, you know, having four people, we totally crushed it and everybody had a great time. Everybody walked away having made stuff. We definitely had an idea for the projects that we could complete. And then it just completely ran off the rails as is very typical <laughs> of just, Hey, could we make this? And you go, yeah, sure. And then the other three guys go, Oh, I want to make one too. And you go, okay, I guess we're getting into this. The best part of the day was also within the first 20 minutes of me showing up. There is one rule at Ryan's place, which is leave the gate shut so the dog doesn't run out. He's got two dogs and one of yeah. them ran out and it is known that that dog just disappears and may or may <laughs> not come back. And his note was, hey, just keep an eye on the chicken coop. It's not completely <laughs> fenced in because that dog has killed the chickens before. And ah. I go, oh, no, that seems like a problem. And I went over and started to load up my anvil. And while I was carrying my anvil, I heard a chicken go crazy only to run over and the dog had jumped the fence and it was killing a chicken. <laughs> it was a really unfortunate way to start the day because I felt like an asshole for leaving the gate open. Yeah. That was totally on me. <laughs> I felt really bad about it. And it just set like a weird tone for the first 30 minutes because the guys were showing up and it's like, hey, I'm so sorry. We're kind of dealing with something right now. Just that was very, tighten uh, this up and be professional. That was very Clarice, darling, that Brett, you're telling us the story of the uh, the, the, the trauma on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> the silence of the chickens. Uh, anyway, but that what was it for me, to? Steve. Let me know what's been going on. What have I been up to? What have you been up to, Steve? An hour into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, this week has been a busy, productive week, but it's just been work, work, um, getting shit done, getting some last minute orders out of the way, getting a few bits, um, like speciality bits caught up, made a new, almost like a striking plate for the copper work, but it's it's essentially just a striking plate mounted on a bit of wood that I can do the copper work on, which means it's not as noisy. My inner thighs don't get quite as cold because <laughs> straddling a swage block, it sucks the heat out of your legs. Uh, especially in the middle of winter. So, you know, the boys are now nice and warm, which is always a bonus. Oh, how is Joe? <laughs> but yeah, no, we, we've just had a really a good productive week in the workshop. Everyone's been cracking on with stuff. Al, uh, I think I spoke about it a little bit last time. Al is now back in the workshop more often, which is really good because it just means that he's picking up the slack. Me, Joe and Jimmy are in there five days a week just getting shit done. But it just means that when there's little extras like needing to get a new bit of tooling made or something like that, Al can kind of jump in and and do that, which just means that we actually get to progress rather than just tread water. I did do one little extra thing though. Uh, so obviously everyone's seen the coffee scoops that we make, the copper ones. And I wanted to make a special one out of brass and yeah. al was like no you won't be able to do it it'll split it'll crack it won't work and i was like no God, trust me I, I can do this i can do this so thursday evening uh stayed behind for a little bit extra and hammered out a uh, a brass bowl um uh, which went really well it's it mind-boggling by the way <laughs> like you. i i think i had chatted with you about wanting to try something like that yeah and so not only did you beat me to it, but again, proof of like, yeah, I shouldn't have tried that. That's. that's <laughs> I mean, you got to remember, like we we were talking about this the other day as well. Like we we reckon that I've probably done over a thousand utensil bowls and bits mm -hmm. uh, now, so I've got I've got a fair bit of experience doing oh, it. So good. 
but yeah, the brass one, obviously there's 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 uh, a number of differences to it, but I was going to go in on Friday and or stay behind work Friday and and finish it off and put it on the the handle and everything. But woke up Friday morning with a bit of a chesty cough, <laughs> which meant that I had to go, uh, guys, I can't I can't come into work because I've got the world's weakest cough and I I feel fine, but it it might be something worse. Um mm. So I had to rush in and get a COVID test, which was had to be one of the self-administered ones. And I, I have a really, really sensitive gag reflex at the best of times. But having to stick a cotton wool swab at the back of my own throat was fucking ridiculous. And the best is the two, like there was a couple of stewards that were keeping an eye on things. They were just looking over and just seeing me just going. Ah. <laughs> 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 it was fucking off, pissing themselves laughing. It's like, yeah, thanks, guys. And... Because you're only supposed to open the the window like an inch just to slide the um, the the swab in and out sort of thing, and uh, obviously the Volvo, which I've I've now got the Volvo back, so I was like, ah oh, yeah, I get to drive in comfort. Has like an auto wind down window, so as soon as you press the button, it just starts trying to wind all the way down. <laughs> and every time they're like, oh, only an inch, only an inch. I was like, I'm fucking doing it, it's doing it automatically. Fuck off. But yeah, so. Uh, didn't get that done, but went in on Saturday after getting uh, the all clear that I don't have it and hammered it back on. And I cut down the, I had I had already had some little brass rivets and I cut them down to be the right length and was like, oh, this would be nice and easy. This would be just like doing the copper ones. Not even slightly. Brass is very, very, very different. And doing the rivets was fucking awful. And they just didn't want to do what I wanted them to do. So rather than doing like the nice mushrooming and going out in a nice pattern like the, the the copper ones they just went nah fuck you and fell over to one side so i then had to hold it into a like hold it in a vice and like do micro surgery with a angle grinder to cut off the excess and then kind of hammer it back around and go in with a file and clean it all up it was fucking palaver <laughs> and um and the best of it is because the the handles uh obviously they're they're angled in so you imagine it's like a long triangle so when you put it in the vice it will only hold in like one very very small area um so you do it up nice and tight because obviously you're going to be going at it with a angle grinder you walk off to get the angle grinder you go back to the vice and the scoop is no longer there <laughs> it fucking it pinged out and with the tension that was in it it just flown the other side of the fucking workshop <laughs> So I have to go over there. I'm sure there's like a kid's toy that's like that where you like put it <laughs> yeah. in and like, on the tension yeah. it just like fires it out. Yeah. Oh, those little dome things that you turn into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get free um, shreddies. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I then had to take it back to the stake and like hammer out all the dents and scratches from where it had just fired itself across the workshop. Did this microsurgery on it and got it all done. And yeah, finally finished it and was actually quite happy with how it came out. Um, I've already had a couple of people say, oh, can you make me one of them? No, no, I, no, I can't. You can buy one of the copper ones that you make. Go away. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. And the other thing that we did was on Thursday, uh, we had a photo shoot in the workshop. Um, so I wanted to get some shots of um, pan production. Um, and he wanted to get like the full process. Uh, he's been putting out a couple of videos of uh, production stuff. And that was taken by the photographer. He was going around with uh, his iPhone. Uh, Brett, you have your hand up. What was the dish? And Al, you might know this, where it's a bunch of rolls around the center and then whatever that delightful liquid oh, was the, in the middle. Oh, the in the middle. Is that what it was? I think so. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the story that he put up. I have never been made 
more hungry yeah. <laughs> by a post yeah. of just somebody putting a spoon and swirling that around <laughs> with all those beautiful bready dough around the outside yeah. and then alex's pan it's like oh, yeah. oh my god that's a lifestyle right there yeah that that thing looked amazing uh, i don't know who put that up but yeah so uh Al, al's been put, posting videos of, of like how we've been producing stuff mm. um but they were literally just the photographer filming it on his iphone but he's also taken some really nice shots of us uh i say he's taken some really nice shots i assume they're really nice because the work that tim does is is phenomenal and he always gets really nice shots but it was quite fun working with him because we spent the first like half an hour just geeking out about his equipment and it was like oh that's really nice and oh what, what's that and oh i really want one of them and talking about all that and every time tim comes comes and does the shoot i'm normally like his assistant so i just run around and like i'm holding filters and shades and stuff like that for him um so it's quite nice actually being the person that, that gets the photos taken of this time because it, mm. it it was like he could say oh, actually i know this is going to sound like a real stupid thing but can you just do this with the thing instead and instead of that i was like oh yeah no i totally get and because i understand why he wants me to do that i was able to do it a, a little bit better whereas with al and joe they just kind of look at him and go that's not how i do it though no i can't i can't deviate from the normal yeah that was good fun but it, it wasn't too bad because all the shots were taken like up super close they were like basically just shots of hands and shots of the process and not us as such but al wanted to get a few photos of uh the four of us in the workshop as kind of like team photos sort of thing so i was well out of my comfort zone because i was in front of the camera actually in front of the camera and bricking it but we just we kind of like none of us like being in front of the camera despite the fact that we're all loud brash dickheads we all kind of shy away from being the center of attention and um and so having a camera put it on us it, it was like this this weird kind of 30 seconds of us all just being stood there going uh i don't know what to do and then we just started pushing each other and taking the piss out of one another and it was fucking great because i i, I hope tim's got some shots of it but there was a lot of times where it was just the, the four of us laughing at one another and like play fighting and stuff like that and it was yeah it was good fun and it was nice to kind of have that um that uh that awkwardness and that self-doubt being kind of evaporated and speaking of self-doubt it can actually be quite a useful thing so i was talking to someone about this uh earlier in the week and essentially there's obviously the whole stay humble thing um which is a mantra that i i appreciate love and and try to kind of emulate myself but we talk about the imposter syndrome and how you shouldn't feel bad and you should feel good and you should feel confident in what you're doing. But at the same time, a little self-doubt isn't necessarily a bad thing because, you know, it can keep you on your toes. It can keep you keep you doing what you need to do. Like with the, the, the brass rivets, like I was overconfident with them because I was like, I've done this a thousand times. I know what I'm doing, despite the fact that I'm working with a new material. If I'd had that little bit of self-doubt, I might have double-checked things. I might have gone, actually... I can make this a little bit shorter. Actually, I might just double check and see if there are any tips out there for, you know, riveting copper rather than uh, riveting brass rather than copper and and all of that. But because I was full of fucking bullshit and confidence, I was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, and I I don't, I I never know what I'm doing. Yeah, oh, you. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm of a similar vein, Steve. I've got a, a relation, uh, a strange relationship with with confidence and um, kind of doubt and and 
like in my abilities, but like yeah. I will try anything because I, I'm I don't have any doubt that I can do it. I, I I think I could do most things. Yeah. But I never caveat with that whether I'm gonna do them well or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can I can achieve pretty much anything. Um, yeah. which which sounds really arrogant. Um but it's it's my humility comes in whether or not I'm gonna achieve them to a good standard. Yeah. Um and the the doubt thing I think is important. It comes in when um you want you have to achieve something to a standard. So for instance, yeah. the 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 car project that I'm working on, I can't approach it like a normal project because yeah. the the first hurdle I have to get past is that a governing body has to dictate whether or not I've done this work to a to a legal standard. Yeah. <laughs> um and it has to be safe enough that it doesn't kill me, which still most of my things can kill me that I build. <laughs> but this one is probably more likely to kill me more easily yeah. and also could potentially kill others. Yeah. Um. So I have to attack this with so much doubt of what yeah. I know what I'm doing. It's really helped me because I've, I've never taken apart a wheel hub assembly before. <laughs> And would never know how to. So it, it, it it's given me a um, a sense of hesitance, a sense of like heightened respect and yeah. and attention to detail. And like I think we've talked about it in the past, like when I take something apart, every single time in my entire life I've taken something apart, there's always a screw left over. Yeah. Whereas now I'm at the stage where everything is getting labeled, everything is getting detailed, everything is yeah. getting um take a note of where it came from, what size yeah. it was. Mar I have decided marking things. Like I've, I've made friends with the silver Sharpie over yeah. the past couple of weeks. Everything's getting, you know, this came out of here and was turned this much to this, you know, I'm taking notes of everything. Yeah. I'm even like narrating to the camera what I'm doing, not for yeah. the purposes of entertainment, but for me, so yeah. I can listen to it back. Um, and that nervousness and that doubt has actually made everything go a lot smoother actually go a lot yeah 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 I, i'm not misplacing things i'm not losing anything i'm not breaking any i'm broken anything like normally when i'm building stuff in the shack drill bits get snapped <laughs> uh, wood gets split in half you know yeah. not pro properly pilot drilling things not properly lubricating things everything's just kind of like fuck it i'll just we'll fix it in post yeah, um, yeah. whereas now all the doubt that's put put me on edge is is like a really really powerful tool yeah I think like, cause it's like with experimenting, I think, um, as makers and especially within the community, people have a, a habit of going like, ah, fuck it. I'm just having a go. You know, I'm, it doesn't matter if it works or not. And there's, it, it's kind of about the experience. And then they, they sometimes, like you say, they kind of barrel through stuff yeah. without necessarily thinking about stuff. Um, cause I mean, I, I did it with the, the axes. So the first couple of axes I made, the, well, the first axe I made was absolute dog shit. Um, <laughs> because I, although I wasn't confident with what I was doing, I didn't have the the same amount of self doubt that I have now. In my head, I was like, "Ah, I've I've heated metal up and hit it before. I I can do that. That's a piece of piss." And you know, I I had I had Frederick next to me, like the one of the best, if not the best, axe makers in the world. <laughs> forging an axe on the next anvil and i'm there going uh yeah this will be all right i'm just gonna keep hitting it until something happens and now even with 
nobody else in the room. I take so much more time with what I'm doing. And like every act, I'm looking at every stage going, right, what do I need to do next? What's happening here? Mm-hmm. Like thinking about every single heat as I'm doing it and learning lessons from it. And that's that's the thing is like, I see so many people that, that have no doubt, have no, like full of self-confidence and they just keep repeating the same mistakes because they don't consider them mistakes because like, ah, fuck it. Everything I do is brilliant. I'm just going to carry on. And like having, I'm quite lucky in the fact that I get to compare my work to work of people that are doing exactly the same thing to a much, much higher standard. Um, So, you know, I I get to compare my axes to Joe's and go, ah, fuck, I see why mine's a big pile of shit now. But like compared to, to that first axe I made, obviously they're way, way better. But because I'm comparing them to, to, joe's i still have that that kind of that sense of being humble and and that self-doubt because i'm like right this isn't good enough this this isn't a sellable quality like i know that the next I, to be fair the last couple of axes i made i know i could sell as hand forged axes and would get a pretty penny for them but i don't feel confident selling them yet the the next two axes i'm hopefully gonna uh be making to sell but they're you know that i've they're gonna be ones that i've made well, before Sorry? I thought they were hand-powered axes. Two cell? No? Ah, you fucking idiots. (laughs) Dad jokes! Fucking hell. That was terrible, even for you. Um, It was just the emphasis on two. (laughs) I'm going to make them two cell. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Completely thrown me now. But but yeah, you know, so so I've learned the lessons from, from having that doubt. So, you know, I'm, I'm asking questions all the time. I'm, because I'm full of doubt, I'm stopping and looking at stuff, not just at the end of the process. Because that's what I used to do is I would just keep going until I got to the end and go, oh, fuck, this is bad. Whereas now I'm getting like two or three heats in and looking at it going, ah, oh, shit, I need to correct that now. Otherwise, that's going to be- become a problem later. Um, and looking at it thinking, right, I know on the last one, I, I went too far with the drift too early. So I need to make sure I don't do that. And when I do go in, I need to make sure I'm doing this and and learning those lessons because... Yeah, I've I've got that doubt, and I'm I, it's forcing me to to double check everything. I like the the idea of this conversation is revolving around the positivity that comes out of it. There's been a lot of chats that I've had with our smaller group of makers um, when it comes to the quality of the things that we produce, or if we are going to produce anything for sale. Considering I've had a few messages in recent past people asking if I'm going to start making hammers or axes or hatchets or anything like that because I've been involved with you for so long and I've gotten uh, the benefit of going to the forge a couple of times and, and following your guys' work so closely. I think there's a standard that's been set that I don't want to perform underneath that standard. Yeah. So even though I am technically capable of making a shape that is a hammer and that is that can be sat on a handle and probably work. Yeah. I don't think I'm quite ready. So it is self-doubt, but it's more, I just, I want to hold anything I produce to a high enough standard or a high enough quality that I feel very confident, not only that I made the thing and it's going to perform well, but it's not going to break on the other end, you know, yeah. because of either misuse or me just going, Oh, I was really keen on, like you said, barreling through this and then selling it so I could make a little extra money. But I also, not only did I not do a great job, 
the person I sold it to isn't really going to take care of that tool because I just sold it to the first person that said, here's yeah. some money. And then they misused it. Maybe something safety wise goes wrong. You know, a hammer face breaks off or something in the middle of them swinging. That would be devastating to me. Yeah. Well, and that, that's the thing. It's I think just... it is because, um, sorry, I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. I think it is because I like playing above my league because I hmm. think it makes me better. Yeah. If anybody has noticed that listens to this podcast, I have had of surrounding myself with people that are in my mind above me or out of my league in some capacity because it helped me. And by osmosis, I will gain something from them. I will start holding yeah. myself to a higher standard. Yeah. And I think that's like the the way that you put it is is quite uh, important. It's it's about holding yourself accountable. Um and I think that's the thing, is it it's the, the self-doubt thing is, in my mind, it's kind of different to the imposter syndrome because it's doubting one's own ability is not um, is not thinking that, that one cannot produce something of quality. It's needing to make sure that that thing is of, of a set standard, of a set quality before you're happy with it. Um, and I think that's, that's a really important thing, especially as someone that wants to make stuff to sell. Um, like far too many people go, actually, I, I've i made one knife and I'm going to sell it now because I'm a knife maker. It's like, well, may, maybe kind of play around with it a little bit. Maybe, like, I mean, Mareko on um, Knife Talk constantly talks about doing destruction tests and stuff like that. Like just because you've made something and you finished it and it's like, oh, actually that looks all right, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to perform well. Um, so I think that that's kind of, self-doubt is is an important part of especially if you want to go into to selling stuff and and making stuff to sell i mean we're obviously talking about tools but it doesn't have to be just that it can be mm -hmm. you know pots you know what's the point in making a coffee cup if the fucking thing leaks or the handle breaks off as soon as you pick it up or it you know if you try and drink from it it comes out of the other side sort of thing like it, it's <laughs> it you a little self-doubt and a little um a little humility I think is really important for anybody that wants to make a career selling stuff. Um, I think a really interesting, Steve, point about accountability, because um, it's the same uh, with the, the the kind of the ele electronic stuff that I've been refurbishing. Yeah. Um, again, this is to, to kind of fund the car, so I'm just buying junk, yeah. fixing it up, and then with a, with a view to selling it. Yeah. Um, and especially on kind of things like eBay, there's a lot of things that are just like sold as seen untested yeah. like fuck you yeah um, it's your problem now don't care <laughs> i've got time to test it it's like wh why are you selling something why are yeah. you selling it then if it's useless like who, just to clear who, space yeah yeah like i just find that really obnoxious and i find it really disrespectful um that that's the attitude i mean i'd rather someone mm. said i can't get this working maybe you yeah. can you know, and that yeah. was the attitude. But it's very much just a case of fuck off. You know, I, I don't want it. You probably do. Someone else will have it. <laughs> um, I could never sell something that, that didn't work or, yeah. or, or, or didn't function or didn't serve the purpose that it's meant to serve. Um, and I think that accountable thing is really important. I've actually been thinking about like all these consoles that I'm refurbing and, and bringing back to life. It's it's part hmm. kind of like um, keeping this thing going. I mean, you can get an emulator and play GameCube games. Yeah, probably yeah. on your phone. Like, I, I don't care. It's not about that. It's about the object and the, yeah. the 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 tangible thing and the tactile thing, and that that working. And I'm at the point where I'm I'm gonna like when I sell these 
back to people, actually put a warranty on them. So mm. like, if anything goes wrong with this for like six months or something, just give me a shout, you know, let yeah, me know yeah, yeah. And, and I'll fix it back up again. I'll get it back working because I think accountability is super important. And that has made me really on edge and really sort of not paranoid, but like really aware of what I'm doing. Like yeah. this has to be very special. This has to be very clean. This has to be screw has to be talked to the right thing. Cause I don't want to, crack it and you know like everything yeah, is becoming yeah. much more important now i know steve you guys at the forge do this but you know we've got a few people in our space you're talking about Moreco. um chris cash makes it a really strong point to say anything he ever sells you is guaranteed for life effectively yeah. you know it, it's not like if somebody cracks an anvil in half he's going to be able to tell him like oh i'll fix it back up and give it back to you but the people that we are surrounding ourselves with or that we interact with or listen to are holding themselves accountable. Al, I think it's brilliant that you're able to, in a way, kind of put your own stamp on, I did this. Mm. Yeah. Because we talked about it when, when you were first chatting about the consoles where the old repair shop, where the the guy could fix anything, you know, or you know, just a small little place and <laughs> he fixed things. And you, I'm sure there was a bit of a, a chat about the guarantee. And I know I could make a Tommy Boy reference about putting <laughs> the guarantee on a box. But... I, I want to know that everything I do, I'm, I'm taking full accountability for. And considering how soon I'm going to be starting on the cabin, yeah. I, this whole self-doubt thing has been in the back of my mind because I know that I have to do uh, a little bit of dem demolition in the bathroom, which honestly, I've done demo in the past, but it's always just like, yeah, knock the wall down. Like, new studs, <laughs> no worries. This is a place that I, I have to exist in in the future. Yeah. So if I do a bodge job on it, I'm going to have to stare that in the face all day long. And because I'm, I know I want the videos to do well, and I would love it if the, if the channel could perform well and I could do this new take on renovation. And it, it would just be fun to be able to share my aesthetic and my approach to things yeah. and have people appreciate it. But there's no part of me that's going to walk into it and go, I'll just, you know, I'll just cover it in like plaster and like paint it and no one will ever know the difference because <laughs> I'll edit it out on the video because of what I've been doing for the last three years on my main channel and in my main just life. I think my quality standards have just been set up high enough to where it may take me a hell of a lot longer to do this renovation considering how big the space is, meaning not very big. Yeah. But my whole quality and standard approach to everything is going to be injected on this space because not only do i want it to look good i want it to perform well it may not be the same as making a hammer but if a fucking wall falls down that i built <laughs> yeah that's a problem yeah i mean you, you don't want to be led on your bed and it fucking collapse exactly i think like so so we have a i say we have or it, or it crush you because you motorized it in your sleep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't want to bring that one up <laughs> Um, but like, I know a lot of workshops that have the saying, no shit leaves the shop. Um, and if, you know, if you make something and you get to, you know, final polish and you know, it's a big fucking crack in it, or, you know, the, 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 the flange is loose or I don't fucking know, like, you know, you notice that there's, there's something faulty with the product, then that, that product just goes in the bin. Like, I mean, we, we've, uh, all of us at the, at, uh, the forge have all got like a a pan or a scoop or a something where it's slightly misaligned because it's it's not good enough to sell we have a whole batch of um 
of pan bases that have got absolutely minor cosmetic details like defects on it that won't affect the 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 actual usability of it at all and to be perfectly honest after the first use you won't even be able to see but we cannot let those leave the workshop so you know we might do a at some point when the world opens up again we might do like a second solder scene kind of um sale uh to like real life people but essentially we're, we're not going to be posting them out to anyone because that's that that level of quality and i think like that's where the self-doubt thing comes in because so for the the way i'm linking this back in is if i'm making something in my workshop and i'm just having a bit of fun and i'm making it for me um then you know my, my level of confidence is that much higher because i'm like it's only for me doesn't fucking matter um like the amount of dodgy shit that i have in my house that shouldn't still be around is is fucking mad but if i was doing that for a customer there then my level of self-doubt massively spikes and i'm sure brett like with you like if if you were putting that wall up and you weren't filming it you might go actually fuck it you know what i'm just gonna slather some pasta over it and it'll be fine no one's gonna see i don't care um but that self-doubt and that um that accountability comes in because you're sharing it with someone else whether it's via a video or whether it's because you're selling a thing or whatever and i think that's something that i have to be wary of is self-doubt when you're it, it has a place um but at the same time there's there's a place to to not doubt yourself and to just fucking crack on and and, and experiment and have fun and not not worry about the the quality as such or not they say the quality but you know what i mean like it, it doesn't matter if it fucks up a little bit um i'm just thinking if, if you were to have um like a sale or like you say steve when people when people come back into yeah. real life contact and you can get rid of some of those um products that are a little bit sort of maybe defected or seconds yeah it, it, it could kind of be like post pandemic yay i was so patient you, i was waiting did so you literally long. put your hand up just for that pun <laughs> <laughs> no um I, I did want to build on um you were talking uh earlier steve about um learning and and, and kind of teaching yeah. and kind of uh, and doubt in in that respect um i found with 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 the projects that i'm working on at the moment um where all the things that we've been talking about so far are kind of compounded i'm learning so much more yeah. i think my attention span is great and my attention to detail is better i'm like when i'm in doubt i'm trying harder a lot harder yeah um and i don't know if that's nerves or just interest because yeah. it's something to me that is um like a, either a threat or um exciting because because of the doubt and because of the unknown i think the unknown is something that that it must trigger like brain functions where you are actually absorbing data and information a lot more yeah as opposed to the opposite where it's like i think we've talked about like routine in the past and, and just being yeah, stuck yeah, yeah. In, in your ways and in your rut and kind of bad habits um i think this this is the opposite of that and i think that that being kept on your toes is a really good way to to learn yeah. and, and and even with just things like youtube channels um i will come on to it in, in spiffing but just like absorbing just vast amounts of information which i i, I love doing yeah. anyway you know I'm, yeah. I'm, ad, I'm addicted to to information um and learning but this but when you're in a state of 
kind of self awareness. Um, yeah. For me, it seems to information seems to go in a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, I think like, and I'm not I'm not trying to do a fedder and fucking analyze you, but <laughs> I think for especially for what you're doing at the moment, it again it comes back to accountability. Yeah. Um. So you know when you're making a cricket bat that's got a chainsaw on the end that has a couple of forged nails welded onto it and whatever else you put on that fucking thing that shoots green fire you know you you have a loose plan in your head of of what you want to achieve and you kind of go into it and if something doesn't work and if something doesn't go as planned then you are very good at being able to go oh fuck it okay i will adapt and i'll make it work in a different way whereas with the the car project you you can't do that like you have a very rigid set of rules that you have to abide by and i think that's like for, as an outsider i think that's where possibly your kind of self doubt and your nerve is coming in from this because you you can't just deviate and go ah fuck no. it i because that, that, that sensor there is relying on the yeah. airflow from that particular you know yeah i've, I've read two full haynes manuals back to cover to cover <laughs> yeah. the 94 edition and the 97 edition <laughs> Gen- genuinely yeah just because of that reason and and i yeah. i i need to fully appreciate and fully understand the, the whole picture yeah because i'm i'm i'm, I'm nervous about everything like yeah. there, there's there's points when the car was being delivered i was like what have i done like what have i got yeah. myself into like wh- yeah. why have i why have i done this there's yeah. no way i can rebuild a car there's no way i can build a functioning motorhome like caravan what the fuck am i doing <laughs> um and the point is like fuck do i cancel it do i just try and sell it like what like you know really yeah. stressing out about it um but then as as i've dug into it and it's and, and, and I'm, I'm starting to learn that doubt is turning into confidence and again, yeah. kind of flipping it around um because otherwise like you said steve there's a point where that doubt is a really bad thing mm. And you would just panic, and you would you would run away from it, or you'd drop it, or you would like oh, I don't, yeah. I, I've changed my mind, you know. And then that turns into uncertainty. And yeah. I think there's there's a difference. I think I think doubt is a, a healthy thing. I think uncertainty is the th- point where you're starting to like lose confidence, and then, yeah. then that that can have the opposite effect. You can start to lead to mistakes. You know, you can start to second guess yourself, and then actually change your mind, and all of a sudden yeah. you, you you're making more mistakes. So there's yeah. a, there's a I think there's a balance there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like it's the same with, with everything. Like there's so many gray areas and finding that, that one kind of perfectly balanced level of like enough confidence to do the thing, but enough <laughs> humility to, yeah. to doubt the things that are right. Like that's, that's a really hard thing to achieve, but when you do achieve it and you get to, you know, you get to make a thing that's absolutely perfect, that is spiffing. In which case, Al, have you got an order? Yeah, it's Azab. Azab, uh, which means that you're first, you prick. Um, Every time. There's only three of us and I still forget. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just because this is car talk, um, I'm going to keep it on topic. So I've been watching a lot of the kind of salvage uh, rebuild guys because I think they're great. And it's very yeah. much in line with what I'm doing, just finding like things that are beyond repair and things that just nobody wants anymore, nobody has any love for, and bringing them back to life. But then obviously YouTube just thinks that because I'm watching car things, it means I want to watch all car things and I want to watch, <laughs> you know, 
some teenager snow foam his like fucking <laughs> Corvette on his driveway. It's like, I don't want to watch this. Um, and then I stumbled across this dude called Chris Fix. Um, just Chris and then Fix, all one word. Yeah. Uh, and he's like 100% like American YouTuber, like good boy, um, yeah. whiter than white, you know, just like boring vanilla cars. Um, yeah. But he delivers the information in such a like straightforward confidence building compelling way it's like don't yeah can you do this can you do this right well then you can change your transmission <laughs> <laughs> and and he'll have his like he's got a mustang which he used for drifting and stuff and he's yeah. on his drive he's like, right we're gonna i'm gonna show you how to change um a clutch on my mustang yeah and then the camera just pans out and he's like but i'm also going to show you how to change it on this 1980s truck on this suv <laughs> On this automatic and on this uh, stick shift, and his yep. car's just full of like the driveway's just full of like six different cars, all stripped out, <laughs> and he just goes through it one by one. And he's like, "So awesome. if if what I'm showing you here doesn't translate to you and doesn't make sense to you, wait five minutes. I'm going to have to show you how to do it on this on this four by four. I'm going to show yeah. you how to do it on a something with a limited slip diff. I'm going to show you know, awesome. uh, and it's it's just like it it just it just tears away that doubt." Because yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the information you're trying to get, especially on something like a 30-year-old quite niche car, yeah, there is really hard to find, you know, other than the manual I've got, which isn't even for my specific model. So already yeah. that's like the official fucking Haynes manual isn't good enough. Um the, I think there could be a lot of doubt with people, especially with things like fixing your own car. And that's why yeah. you, you know garages and, and 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 dealerships just make a fucking killing because they know that people are too too scared to 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 take undertake these things which can actually be quite simple things as yeah. long as you're safe and you you know you understand the implications of if you don't bleed your brakes properly you know that you're putting your life <laughs> at risk um yeah. but again the way he talks about that is is really clear he's like if you don't do this properly you will not be able to stop so make sure yeah. you do make sure you take these steps make sure you then test it like this don't go for a drive, you know, don't go fast, just go around the block. And if it feels like this, stop, do it again. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it's totally respectful, totally calm. Um, and I've just been, I've just, it's literally been on in the background, just like every single video of his, how nice. to change the fluids, you know, what they look like when you change them, what they should look like, what they shouldn't look like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. and it's just, yeah, just really, really helps lift that, that kind of doubt of something that I'm new to. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just scrolling through uh, his channel at the moment, and I mean, like every video has got like a couple million views. Oh least. yeah, he's he's, he's he um, doesn't need me spiffing him, but he's... no. <laughs> but like, so you know how uh, they have channel trailers on YouTube channels. Um, I always like whenever we're doing this, but I always kind of open the the channel and then instantly click on video so I can scroll down through and see. Yeah. Um, but he's started playing instantly. He's like, "Hey guys," and I was like, "Ah, oh, I yeah, see what you yeah, mean now." Yeah. Um, it's it's a hundred percent. It it yeah. wears off. But, like you can you can if you can get past the voice. Yeah. Uh, but, it, luckily, you don't see his face. He wears a mask, so you get <laughs> you've only got half of the uh, the YouTubeness. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like just looking down through the the videos, uh, the thumbnails at the moment, like yeah, that that looks brilliant. There's some really good looking yeah. things on that, and I I like what you say, like the fact that it's it's not just this is how to do it on this one specific model yeah. of car. It's just Here's a, a general thing because that's yeah. that's one of the things is um, generally if you've if you've changed a clutch on 
one car you can pretty much do it on any car like it's it's just applying the same thing like yes when you get into like dual mash flywheels and stuff like that it can be, become a little bit different um but i mean a don't buy a car with a dual mass flywheel because they're fucking expensive to fix i know i've just had to fix mine um but also like yeah it's about applying that like you say applying that knowledge from from one project to another and being able to to show that i think is a fucking brilliant thing so i am um, i appreciate that spiff and for Check once I will, I will actually listen to you and I it's, it's easy it's easy videos. watching you don't have to you don't have to kind of invest in it yeah um nice yeah good work because there's there's a couple bits because i need to i need to replace the uh wheel bearing on the volvo and i don't really want to have to pay to do that and no, i haven't I just watched wheel... him do it and he was like yeah it's 800 quid i've taken to the dealership or the park yeah the you know, park cost me 30 so it's like exactly it's a no <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and i haven't done it for like four years um so it would be good to have a little refresher to make me go oh yeah no i can do this and to make friends to with a slide it. hammer is yeah get, get rid of that self-doubt uh right beep beep beep, a... beep 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 is steve yeah here we go <laughs> uh i am gonna go with someone who had a little bit of self-doubt and has a little bit of self-doubt and that is my friend holly um she has just started a, a jewelry business she's been making silver jewelry for a while um but she's only just started doing it and she's uh sorry only just started doing it as a in 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 <laughs> She's only just started doing it with the intention to sell the stuff. Um, she has always made like really beautiful stuff, um, but she's now kind of finally got to a point where she feels like she can sell it. Um, and she was kind of umming and ahhing about whether she was to open a Etsy shop or whether she would do this and whether she would do that. Um, and I had a quick chat with her a couple of days ago about it and about like, personally, I, I think Etsy is a bit kind of oversaturated nowadays and they take a lot of money from makers. I don't think it's the best place to go for someone that's um, that's starting out nowadays. Um, so yeah, I, I spoke to her. Uh, and yeah, I just wanted to give her a shout out because A, she's lovely and Ben, her husband, is one of my oldest and dearest friends and he is also lovely. Um, but yeah, I just like it. She's, she's doing good work and I, I feel like she needs just a little bit of a boost to kind of get the ball rolling. So nice. yeah, go and go and check out Holly. She is forever Laura jewelry uh, on Instagram and yeah, she's making some really nice stuff, which I, um, I kind of want to buy and it's all silver jewelry as well. So yeah, it's good. And yeah, go, 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 go do that thing. Cause she's yeah. Uh, Brett, what about you? Yes. I'm sure. Whoa. I drew my pencil. I'm sorry. I'm sure most <laughs> of the people that listen to this podcast know of Matt and Johnny, the brothers make. Yes. But they put out a video earlier uh, that was sponsored by the Guinness and Carhartt. Mm. Create your own parade or make your own parade. Um, and I had heard a few people that were also doing this, but watching the brothers make video was so heartwarming because they are enthusiastic and delightful and something about them making like structural bars out of recycled yeah. plastic was <laughs> amazing and something i just hadn't seen uh done before so i liked the message of the entire video i like how they approached it it was very sweet and honestly them uh riding the cycle around to pick up 
people's recyclable plastic yeah. <laughs> and like having them just dump it in the bin it was like a 50s or 60s you know like black yeah. and white tv show where it's like i'm just here to <laughs> drop the plastic off man okay we'll see you i was just gonna say like i i'm very bad at watching uh maker videos nowadays just because i don't have a huge amount of time to watch youtube and uh that video as soon as i saw it come out i was like i need to watch that and like those guys are so fucking the best word i can use to describe them is wholesome they are so <laughs> fucking lovely and wholesome i just want to give them a big smush yes and yeah. think think of how when we were at the first maker central we got to give them big squishes <laughs> yes we did and like no one knew who anybody was but they were yeah. like hey we're two brothers that look similar just, and just brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay um, and and they did the the barbecue was it uh, the year before last um and that was fucking ace and i of course i was like three hours late to it but um I'm really hoping that if things open up, we get to do it again this year. Maybe fingers, maybe fingers crossed. Because yeah. th those guys are fucking ace, and it would be really nice to hang out with everyone again. So, yeah. So, if yeah. you haven't watched that video, go watch that video. Also, if you don't follow Brothers Make, just do yourself a favor. Yeah. Just, also, just, just I think good. if you're into uh, recycled plastic, which I know HDPE <laughs> has been a thing but i i genuinely think they're becoming like a, a leading resource for oh, not yeah. only how to process it and collect it and sorting and all the information that they've given out in some of their videos it's uh like ben has been recently working with recycled plastic and i know he contacted them and watched them and did all that stuff uh because they're a really good resource for it nice yeah yeah right. yeah no, good, good job i mean they um yeah, there's quite a few people I know that are kind of going either to them for advice or watching their videos for like inspiration on how to do stuff. And yeah, like you say, the stuff that they're doing, I mean, the fact that they made like fucking structural beams out of recycled plastic is mad. And I, I don't know if you saw the little uh, Instagram video they did where they were like, oh yeah, we, we don't need to tap this. We can just drill a hole and then fit a, um, a threaded rod into a drill and then just directly like screw it into the plastic and like that was <laughs> strong enough it's like, that's fucking brilliant um so yeah i i wholeheartedly agree with both of your spiffings um both from the point of view of i'm excited to see yours out and i love yours brett so well well done both of you for that. Hooray. thanks steve um that's all right I, I know that's what you you crave is my approval uh that's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you guys got any other business? Oh, yes. Yeah, I have. Good. Um, the, the Virtual Craft Festival. Yes. Which is um, taking 20s. part on the 27th, which is a Saturday of this month, yes. um, set up by the wonderful Mr. JP, Jamie's Page, um, and Carl Jacobson. Uh, there are 16... Um, makers for want of a better word uh throughout the day and 16 victims it's just two brothers and um, there's 16 <laughs> makers uh each have an hour slot and it's all live um it's going to be live stream starting in the morning in like um the eastern hemisphere and then as the day progresses uh, obviously in the time when people wake up it'll go yeah. through and then finish in the states so um 
there will be details. I'll put put them in the Fools with Tools Facebook group, um, and people are starting to put up their kind of schedule live stream live streams already. Yeah, um, I'm on at one o'clock in, in Greenwich Mean Time. Oh, you um, doing one? Yeah, so ah. I'm I'm on one till two just before um, Heidi. She's on it too. Nice. Uh, and then uh, she'll hand over to someone else, I guess, in the States, because it'll start moving over to their time there. I'm guessing Franco, I think. I think they're on last, because it's, it's Franco, like, Andy, and JP, yeah. is it? Yeah, which is going to be fucking hilarious. Oh, that's Chris. Chris Q, Franco, and Andy. That's it, yeah, yeah. Carnage. So that's going to be yeah. them drunk at the end of the day. <laughs> um, yeah, so really looking forward to it. Uh, and as I say, I'll put the details in the Facebook group so people know where to go. Yeah, good shout. Um, so yeah, I also have two bits of AOB. The first one is um, a former spiffy. Uh, in fact, I think he's been spiffed quite a few times. Uh, Marcel, T I still can't say his fucking surname. Two girls, two girls, two girls. Yeah, yeah. Al, oh, you're on mute. Um, has uh, just put out a YouTube video on act skills and that and i've not i've not watched it yet because i realized i saw it as i was setting up the podcast um but considering the just the sheer fucking quality of his work i'm sure that it is going to be a great video um i mean i i'm not gonna re-spiff him again but the work that he does is just fucking inspirational um and he's gorgeous as well he's Fucking gorgeous. Um, so yeah, go go check out Marcel's uh, video. The other one is in again in the Force of Tools group. Uh, I keep I kept meaning to say it and I, I keep forgetting. But a couple weeks ago, I set up a new challenge. We did the chopstick challenge a while back. The dice challenge before that, maybe another one. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, we've put a new kind of challenge slash just a starter for 10 for people um which is just a writing challenge uh because i was talking to a couple of people about the fact that uh a not everyone has access to to tools at all times so it was just kind of a way of um of giving people the opportunity to be creative without necessarily having access to anything other than a pen and paper or a laptop or even your phone or whatever just write a short story an essay or whatever um like i said the details are in the group um so if you would like to go and check it out uh they're all getting put into a g drive folder so if you want to see what someone else has written you can do that as well uh we've had a few entries already um and some of them have been really good and it's it's really fucking nice and the idea actually just came from uh sending someone a a, a message about um wanting to be able to take a photo of or like a, a device that would take not just a photo but also capture the um the feelings and the essence of a being at a particular place at a particular time um and they pointed out that yeah you you can do that it's called a letter and you just have to describe it um and uh and yeah that kind of made me think actually shit yeah that's a point i really fucking enjoy writing and i haven't done it in a long time um so yeah it was just kind of a as with all the challenges, it was basically I wanted to do a thing and wanted to drag everyone else along for the ride. Um, so yeah, if you if you fancy flexing your finger muscles and writing something, then I say the details are in the group. Um, that's it. Unless you guys got anything else, no? Cool. 
Uh, right. In which case, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks or on and on YouTube at The Forge UK. Uh, you can find Brett at Skull and Spade Thirteen, and you can find Al at Al's Hackshack. Al's Hackshack. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you want to find us as a group, uh, Fools with Tools. You've been listening to us. That's you. You know who we are by now. Uh, put it into the old search bar and find all the things. Um, yeah, until next week. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you because you're all fucking lovely. Don't don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt that we love you because we do. We love you. Until next week. Bye. Ooh.